I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today it's Rosie Jones. So we are in Luke chapter 11, 42 to 43. And as I say, um, Jesus has gone to one of the Pharisees' house <clears throat> for a meal <clears throat> and has immediately uh, started offending people. But in 42, he says, What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you love to sit in the seats of honour in the synagogues and receive respectful greetings as you walk in the marketplaces. Um, we're just going to stick with those two verses today. Um, but he's clearly pointing out, Jesus is saying, you're on a bad track. What sorrow awaits you? You know, the, this direction that you're heading in at the end of that path is, is sorrow. You are going to be sorely disappointed. You are going to be, um, you're going to be filled of, of regret almost to, to see the track that you've been on, where it has taken you. Um, looking at their tithing, these tiny bits of income from the herb gardens. I, um, you might be reading an NIV version or another version that talks about those herbs. So it talks about mint. Uh, some versions talk about mint and, and rue. And mint being, you know, what we use in our toothpaste, very positive. It's quite a good herb. It's probably quite, you know, I think in, in these, the time that Jesus was around, people might chew it even to kind of manage their breath. And rue, another word for rue was stinkweed. So being quite an unpleasant herb, something that, that was awful. And Jesus, one commentator that I read looking at this was saying, you know, the, the best thing and the worst thing, the Pharisees were tithing the same. They weren't really considering what they were offering to God. They were just, you know, oh, we've got to do a tithe. So it doesn't matter that it's stinkweed that's going to be completely useless at the temple or whether it's mint that might be quite nice and pleasant it there was no kind of thought I think was the point that Jesus might be making here of what they were tithing it was just oh we we better do that because that's the right thing to do and we're going to be seen to be doing the right thing you should tithe yes but do not neglect the more important things and I, I found this such a challenge. I grew up in, in quite a small church um, that had quite a high emphasis on what should be done, um, what should be done when and how it should be done and who should be doing it. And it, it wasn't Anglican at all. It was actually, it was um, a, a fresh, a free evangelical church. So it was very small, uh, almost like a brethren church. And that there were very particular ideas on, on how worship should be done or who should be doing it. And it was quite easy to become fixated on those things, those rules. 
And as I grew up and discovered faith for myself, I was quite quick to be like, oh, well, we don't need any rules. You know, it's, it's much better to just have faith. Just be filled with faith. <laughs> and, you know, all we need is, is to be free of these ties and these restrictions. So I read something like this and I'm thinking, oh, we don't need to tie. Tithing is a silly rule. You know, they've forgotten love, they've forgotten justice and mercy, some of the other versions say. You know, that is not what Jesus is saying here. What Jesus is saying, you should tithe. Yes, it's these things are important. There are there are guides, there are rules in the Bible that are set out to live a godly life. But don't lose sight of why we do it, of who we're doing it for, and the most important things of all, you know, those those commandments that Jesus gives to love God and love our neighbour. You know, if if we're tithing at the cost of loving other people, if we're doing things purely so that we get that that accolade the good seat in the synagogue you know what is it that we're putting in that place the good seat what is it in our own lives that we consider to be the good seat in the synagogue you know is it the the um something our boss might say to us or the view of our friends you know being able to put on the best dinner or being able to have the right answer at connect group or being able to solve that person's problem with, you know, not too much thought. What is that good seat at the synagogue for us? That actually, you know, that isn't necessarily the direction that we want to be heading in. What sorrow awaits you when you've lost sight of love and justice and why we do what we do. Why we do what we do. You know, um, something I heard a talk once on is that why do we tithe why are we generous why are we loving why are we kind it is because Jesus has been generous to me it's because Jesus has loved me so well that I get to love others so well I get to be generous because Jesus has been so generous to me in laying down his life I get to live sacrificially because Jesus lived sacrificially for me I get to show justice because Jesus showed justice. I get to, um, you know, I experience mercy, I experience grace. Therefore, I get to give grace and show mercy. And as I was thinking this, it sounds like such a high call, doesn't it? It sounds like such a, a big ask, actually, to sacrifice some of those things of the world, those seats at the table, those seats in the synagogue, if you like. And without the Holy Spirit, we couldn't do any of it. How much we need the helper, the advocate, the Holy Spirit to fill us completely, to bring everything else into perspective. Through Jesus' lens, we get to see because we have the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we miss so much of that goodness. So I'm going to pray, but we are going to pray, spend some time praying for each other. Um, and I'm actually going to break us into breakout rooms after this so that we can really spend some time praying for one another um if you uh want to stay off camera that's absolutely fine but please do stay with us and just engage with praying for one another as a family here um you might not want to pray out loud that's fine feel free to use the chat or anything like that let me just pray for us now heavenly father i thank you so much that um you show us how to live that you call us to 
um, honour you, to love others, not to get stuck on legality or what we should do or how we should do it, but um, to really honour you and to honour those around us. That you give a tool book for life, a guide for how to do that. Lord, I ask you now to help us. Send your Holy Spirit afresh on each one of us, Jesus, that we may love and serve you to the fullness of life. In Jesus' name, amen.